you made it to level two, deeper questions leading to deeper answers. I'm Tomas Garza, and I'm here to help you decide to transform. I'll be setting the pace for the process to support your unfolding. Learn and commit to a practice that brings simplicity and an awareness of what is ready to be released. Join me now and allow the experience of a deeper sense of love. Welcome, welcome everyone to Decide to Transform. I'm your host, Tomas Garza, and this is where we have some very special guests on our show. This month I have had several, and today is no exception. This is going to be a phenomenal show. Joining me from Ontario, Canada, by way of England and South Africa today, is Moira Bush. And this is going to be, indeed, literally a very colorful show and high energy. I'm going to read Moira's biography very quickly for you and introduce her. You're going to love her, guys. This is going to be absolutely fantastic. So Moira Bush has been educating international entrepreneurs for 25 years and is an author and authority in the field of spiritual, color psychology, and numerology. From South Africa, where she successfully helped women in shanty towns to set up community-based businesses, to working in England helping women off the welfare system into self-employment, Moira has a passion for helping entrepreneurs, visionaries, and healers identify and transform hidden blocks to success using the color mirrors system of analysis. In 2019, Moira was nominated by her business bank manager for the prestigious RBC Canadian Women Entrepreneur of the Year Award. In 2019, Moira was awarded the Susan B. Anthony Leadership Award at the ILEAD International Summit. Moira is the author of Color Mirrors Oracle Cards, the book Eight Colors of Prosperity, Color Your Shadow Oracle Cards, and launching this year in 2020, a collaborative book written by members of the Magenta Community Facebook group, Walking the Magenta Path. Moira lives in Ontario, Canada, with her husband, Paul, and her son, Michael. Moira, I've been looking forward to this conversation. Welcome to Decide to Transform. Oh, hi. It's so, so lovely to be with you. Thank you so much, Tomas, for inviting me. It's, it's my pleasure. And this is going to be so much fun because you're engaged in work that I think a lot of people want to know about. And we're going to describe and go through some of that here on the show today. But I'm very interested, first off, in your background, growing up in South Africa. And, you know, what, uh, if you could tell us a little bit more about the background that we just read off in your bio, what drew you to working with women from shanty towns? It was a process that led me to that. I, I was originally, I was pregnant in high school and I had to forage for myself, literally. I had became a single mom. I had to raise a boy by myself. And I didn't finish my education. So I had to educate myself with whatever was available, night classes or courses that the companies I worked with was offering me. And okay. I constantly, and, and that's kind of a, um, a bug that bit that I wanted to, to develop. I wanted to study. I wanted to improve myself 
or I, maybe I had something to prove at that time. I probably did because I, sh- I was considered a failure having got pregnant at school and not finishing my education. And I, I had studied marketing, uh, business marketing in um, nighttime in college and did very well and won bursaries for that. And I decided to, you know, just keep improving myself as, a, as I went from company to company. There came a period of time in South Africa where jobs were very scarce and, and okay. companies were closing down one after the other. There was a huge economic downturn. And a lot of people were turning to establishing their own businesses, becoming entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And I was in a company who closed their doors and they were, they were laying us off. And I, it, it was kind of the fourth company in a few years that I've been made redundant from because of this economic process that was unfolding in the country that I decided that, you know, maybe I should start my own business. Maybe I should consider being my own boss, but I had no idea what to do, how to do it, where to start, no money, nothing. And Uh literally the signs then just started. This is when I realized that there's a God, that there's a universe, that there is, there's something that communicates with us that will lead us towards where we need to be. And symbolic things began to happen that drew, that just put me right in front of a woman called Beverly Moody, who had okay. a business called Business Outreach. And she taught me how to be an entrepreneur, how to teach others to be entrepreneurs. And alongside that, I started my very first business, which was an ice cream packaging business. And combined with the knowledge I gained of having my own little business and working with Beverly, I came across communities, impoverished communities in South okay. Africa. Mm-hmm. that really had you know no way forward there was no there was no salvation for them there was no education there was just at that time no government aid whatsoever and and I did, and I felt a calling to serve there and Nessa and I did that for a number of years okay and when was this when you began this work what years were we talking 1980s the 1980s 1980s into the 1990s yeah and it was very rewarding because i got to work with um with with important families at the time who were also trying to instigate change in the anc at that time and um you know just just people in the in, in the in communities that were just trying to create opportunities for for work and for self-employment and, and it was very very gratifying i loved it i loved every bit of it wow. but um yeah and then from there my journey in south africa kind of ended when i moved to england okay and um, yeah in england it was a different story again <laughs> all right and how was how was that a very different story it was in, in England when I, I worked for, I, I got a, a, a job with an agency called the Women's Business Development Agency. Okay. And, and, they, and I remember working with them and they were talking about these impoverished women in England who needed to be helped off the welfare or the benefit system at that time into self-employment because they'd fallen into the trap of, you know, becoming complacent where the government gave them a check and, and they were comfortable and... And, you know, they, they didn't fulfill any dreams or wishes they had to be self um, financially independent or, you know, just looking after themselves. So I, uh, I went to visit. I remember the first case study I had to go and visit and somebody had to talk to and encourage them to come on a program. 
And this woman had a car parked outside her house. She had a, a council house given by the government and, and she was busy making food. And I thought to myself, what a contrast it was to Africa where when I went to a shanty where there was a woman and there was no car parked outside, no running water, no food in the house, no heating, no cooling, no nothing. You know, it was such a contrast. But in England, these women were considered impoverished. So it, mm. it was it was quite a... <laughs> Quite an eye opener for me, you know, coming from a third world country to to a more westernized country. But sure. I enjoyed the work. I enjoyed helping these women to to let go their dependency on the government and to find okay. strength within themselves. So it was based on marketing ideas, sales ideas, um, some personal development. But I, saw, I felt something was missing, and I, I did feel it when I was in South Africa as well. I knew that there was something missing. So Thomas, in the background to all of this, there was a side to me that nobody knew about. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And that was that I was going to a spiritual church, and because I'd had a near-death experience, and mm. my dead grandmother appeared to me, and I suddenly realized that you know everything's energy, and I had that realization. And I took an interest in it, but because I was wary of family ridiculing me or not accepting this um, this alternative way of looking at, at life. Okay, sure, I, sure. I kept it quiet. So I went to spiritual churches in South Africa and in England on the quiet for nobody knowing what I was up to. And so I was aware of spiritual energy, but at the same time, I had this double life where I was just trying to help people. And I knew the two had to come together somehow. And I had, okay. to, bridge, you know, I had to find a bridge. I knew that was mm. my call. I had how do mm. I bring personal business development together with spiritual development? And that that was what I okay. then opened up to the universe, giving me some kind of signal again saying go right. this direction. <laughs> yes. I, I love it. And so then if you don't mind telling us a little bit about the near-death experience that brought all this on. What happened? Where were you? It was actually at the uh, Thomas, it was actually right at the a transition between leaving South Africa and going to England is what needs ah. to go with the move to England uh, change. Okay. I had a, um, I wasn't feeling well for some time and I'd been to, I'd actually been to England on a, on a holiday and that I went, ended up going to see a, a doctor there and they said, no, 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 you've just got some kind of flu. You're fine. Go see a doctor when you get back to your country, which I did. My doctor said, no, you just sound like you've got a little bit of a flu. It's, it's something serious. You'll be fine in a few days. Well, a few days later, I was paralyzed in my bed and I couldn't move. Oh. And I called my okay. son and um, he raced up the road, just up the road. We had a doctor that, um, that did alternative medicine with, um, and he was a district surgeon as well, but he was somebody I'd recently met and he was the closest. So my son quickly called him to come out. And, and he looked at me lying paralyzed in the bed and he, he said to me, girl, you're dying. And I said to him, yeah, I know I am. I, I can feel it. I know I'm going. And the next thing I was gone. And, um, hmm. and, and just, but just before I went, he said, he said, I'm going to have to use kinesiology to diagnose the exact virus you have so I can give you the, the correct medication. I'm not going to just guess yet. It's too late for blood work. We, you know, you'll be gone by then. So um, I laid in the bed and I could just feel myself lifting out of my body. The next thing I found myself floating above my body and I could see the doctor talking to my son and, um, and he, was, oh, he held my arm up and he was doing this, you know, the kinesiology, how they press you on the arm and they muscle test you and he was doing that. Yes. And I remember thinking, what on earth is he doing? Sorry, that's little Cody. Uh, Cody. <laughs> this is Cody, everybody listening. 
Yeah, Cody is Cody. is with Cody's with us today. Little little rescue dog that I recently got and 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 healing and he's teaching me so much about unconditional love and oh yes and patience. He's really quite sweet. Yeah, so there I was lying on the bed and floating up, watching um, Dr. Hauser, Eddie Hauser was his name, working on me with, with kinesiology, something I didn't even know existed at the time. Mm, yeah. And my son, and, and, and just knowing that this was it, I was leaving. And I floated up, and I was, and I, I remember still being so conscious of, it's almost like the people in space when they're floating in their capsules, and you see them floating in the, on, the, on the space station, it, that kind of feeling. And I had no fear whatsoever. And I first had a material realization. There was a huge big cobweb in the corner of my bedroom that I couldn't see when I was down in, the, in my body on the ground. And I thought to myself, you know what? If I go back to my body, I must remember to clear this cobweb from the corner of the ceiling. All right. <laughs> it was such an arbitrary. And I remember it so clearly seeing this cobweb and thinking I really should clean it. And, and then the next thing um, I realized, oh, my God, I'm energy. And, and yes. just in that moment, I realized I'm not dead. I'm still here. I can still see everything. I'm still um, cognizant of absolutely everything around me. I can still smell. I can still sense, you know, I'm just weightless, but I still exist. And um, from that point on, I really just watched Dr. Hauser give me an injection and brought me back. And it, I took about seven years to recover from the brain. It was a brain virus. Okay. Um, to recover from that and went through various changes. But I also realized, um, Tomas, what's so interesting about near-death experience is the realizations or the, the kind of energy connection you make when you're out of your body, when your energy body separates from your physical body. Okay. You do get a download of, of information. And it actually took me years to assimilate. It's like, an like a series of encyclopedias that were given to me. And it took me years to, to do, to disseminate or assimilate literally yes. every bit of that information. It took me, it took me quite a while. Okay. And it sounds like something that you were definitely not fully aware of at the time, or were you aware that you'd received some form of information? How did that realize? Not, not at the time. Not at the time. Mm -hmm. it, it really took a while because when I go back into my body, I knew I, the one thing I was aware of is I knew I'd hurt. I knew my, I knew I'd have some pain okay. and it took me, I had to first heal the physical body before I could then contemplate again, well, what's happening here spiritually. And yeah, so of course, where do you go to when you want spiritual answers? You want to go to church, you want to go speak to, you know, your minister and, you know, and they just had no answers for me whatsoever until I landed in the, again, by divine guidance, landed in the spiritualist church and met the leaders there who then taught me about energy healing and being able to communicate with people who are in energy. So I learned to speak to dead people. It was quite okay. funny. <laughs> All right. Oh. But the, the, this sounds like a, an amazing experience and um, really eye-opening. So how many years um, did it take before you developed um, all of these downloads, before all that coalesced, so to speak, into yeah. a, a usable practice for you? Well, quite some time um, because I... What happens, I know when you have a spiritual awakening, for me, that was a big spiritual awakening. When you have right. a spiritual awakening, you, you have to open up your Pandora's box. You've got to open up 
your shadow side. You have to be able to, you can't just have an awakening and suddenly be love and light and living bliss. It doesn't work that way. You, you, you've got to take right. care of the, the emotions, the thoughts, the feelings you have not ever dealt with in your life that you've suppressed. So it took me several years to face the, the wounded child, the victim, you know, all the, 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 the patterns I have to self-sabotage myself, to to constantly be in, um, you know, to want to give up and want to be in depression almost, you know, to all the things that shadow wants you to do, to play small and meek and mild and powerless. So right. um, from that time, when I moved over, when I moved to, um, to England, and I was working with a women's business development agency, within a year of landing there, my paths actually crossed with Melissa Jolly, who's the founder of the Color Mirrors system of spiritual psychology. Okay. And and so, and I literally signed up with her instantly and started work. That was in 2003 and started working with her. And I would say that it wasn't until about 2011 that I okay. could say that I was in a good place. That, so it, I did an intensive amount of spiritual work from 2003 to, to, to 2011. Okay. Almost as if by the time that 2012 predicted by the Mayan calendar, that period came. I had to be groomed to handle whatever was going to be the fallout from, from for in 2012. So it was an intensive period of, of, of releasing, surrendering, letting go, learning. <laughs> all right. <laughs> uh, yes. Now, don't we all wish that it were absolute rainbows and, and bliss and we wouldn't have to delve into the things we need to release but that sounds like that was a large part of your work during that time period then 2003 to 2011 so for our listeners were there specific practices that you found more effective than others during that period of intense work okay yeah, i did try various things like reiki and sound therapy and hypnosis and um, I'll just uh, just a whole bunch of stuff. But the one that won every single time and got me through was color. It was oh. some, it was the language I understood. And, and I, and, and it's funny that I come from what's now called the rainbow nation in South Africa. But okay. it, it's uh, each color told me my story again and again and again. And I, and it, it, the company that Melissa started, this system is called color mirror. So each color, mirrored an aspect of myself to myself so it would show me where my shadow was it would show me where my potential was it would show me what the block is it would show me what I was conscious or unconscious of that I could dig into parts of myself that I didn't even know I had it would bring up patterns that I've inherited in the family gene pool that you know that belong to my ancestors that is now sitting there lurking dormant waiting to pop up and tell me I'm not enough or not good enough or I'm a woman who do I think I am all those kind oh, of sure. stories that have been part of um, the generations mm -hmm. so color, color showed me every single one of them and, and believe it or not it sounds like a long period of time between 2003 and 2011 but actually you know, it, it's, uh, it was intense <laughs> and, <laughs> and it went by very, very fast. Oh, okay. So it feels like it was certainly less than eight years then. Yeah. All yeah. right. Yeah. Well, so when was the color mirrors, um, when, when was the system of analysis developed then? That was in 2001 and oh, it was November okay. 2001. So I literally met, met Melissa two years later. It's so funny. Huh. She's South African and I never knew she even existed when I lived in South Africa. No. It's only once I'd moved to England that our paths crossed. 
And I knew, I knew in retrospect why. If I had met her in South Africa, I would never have left. I would have had my reason to stay in South Africa. Okay. And that was not my job. My job with Color Mirrors was to, to, to scoop it up, as Melissa always says. We <laughs> scooped it up. And I took it into the world for her. Because in England, it's so easy to travel. You know, I popped over right. to various countries on short flights. I mean, one, one year, I traveled 10 times that year, teaching color mirrors in different countries, just introducing the system to people, setting up the website, getting the back end stuff of things done. Because Melissa's forte is, is being the creator of the system, holding that energy and making the bottles and putting the energy into the color bottles that she has. So she needed a spokesperson, a representative to almost go and say to the world, hey, look at this marvelous thing and what it's done for me. And that, that literally is what I did for her. Okay. Well, and you mentioned a couple of things here. You mentioned color bottles. So if you wouldn't mind, walk us through how the color mirrors practice works. All right. So Melissa makes bottles for us and it's a set system of about 130 bottles and some and 87 of them are made around oval shaped bottles where okay. half of it is water and the other half is oil and they have colored differently and they also have essential oils in them as well and she infuses them with the energy of crystals and sound therapy, ho'oponopono, and all sorts okay. of other nice goody things out there. So mm. literally the water and the oil holds the energy of whatever she infuses in them. Okay. And, and they are, they're a bath therapy. So they're not just to look at, they're not just to say, well, this is a pretty colored bottle with color oil floating on color water. You actually get to tip the bottle in the bath and have, the, have that energy and have that um, frequency of the colors and whatever she's put into them go into your body, go through your skin, you soak it up. Okay. And that's where the miracle happens because essentially what color mirrors is, it teaches you how to heal yourself. Oh, all right. It's, it's very, very empowering. Because if, you, if I do a session with a client and I have a whole bunch of those bottles, I'll say to them, well, pick a bottle you're drawn to. And at the end of the session, I'll say, which one is your favorite? out of the lot that you've chosen. And then I encourage them to buy the bottle, go home and bathe in it over a period of about three weeks. In the privacy of their own bathroom, they get to heal themselves. Okay, all right. Buying their own bottle, their own, their own therapy, they get to heal themselves. Because in the bath, they get to meditate, they get to feel things, they get to experience energy, their memories pop up. Um, some people have a very tangible experience, some people not so much, but but there's always a shift afterwards and they can claim to I've made that because I bathed in a bottle. I healed myself because I bathed in a bottle. We're not, you're not giving it the, not saying Moira healed me or Melissa healed me. Right. I right. did it myself. Okay. And then the other, the other um, set of bottles in the, it's about 40 of them or so in Kalamuras is little spritzer essences and they are just self-help energies and you spray them around you and they, they, elevate your energy they expand your um, auric field um, mm. you know they just change your electromagnetic field that's around you so you can attract different circumstances towards you depending on the color that you're putting around you um, some of them are archangels there's unicorn there are dragons there's elementals elementals are stunning absolutely beautiful elementals. Okay. the smells are just absolutely divine oh. you want to connect with nature connect with the elementals it just it is just so uplifting oh Right. It sounds really wonderful. And how long do people then, um, once they've selected 
a bottle. Actually, let's back up. How does one select a bottle? What, what do you instruct people to do? Really just say which bottle on the shelf are you drawn to? And we have to start okay. having a conversation around the bottle. Sometimes in a session, mm. a client will say to me, well, I've got money problems or I've got relationship problems. And I'll say, I'll always say to them, go pick a bottle. And even on phone consultations that we've recently had to experience because we couldn't see clients in person, I say to them, pick a number between one and 87. And we discuss that color and that bottle. And it's always the right bottle and the right message without fail. Okay. How they choose it is through the, their consciousness. If they're physically with me, it, it's through the filter of the auric system. Um, but numbers and colors have the same vibration. So I can, at a distance, they can also pick a number that represents a color. And okay. it's always correct. Because your current, right now, all of you have an auric field around you made up of different colors. Those colors are there because of your state of mind, your state of heart, your spiritual levels that you've achieved, your physical fitness and health levels. That are, that's all represented by the colors that are around you. So it's, for example, if you are having a problem with relationship, your heart, which is that green heart chakra area, is going to be leaking green. You'll have a lot more green around you because you're stressed. Now, in a normal world, without color therapy, what people would do is they'd go and buy a green jumper or they'd go and paint their bedroom green or they'd suddenly want to you know, buy a green car, which they'd probably regret three months later. <laughs> but suddenly, it's as if they can't get enough green and they want green okay. smoothies and they want to eat green vegetables. Uh-huh. So they're naturally trying to top up the leaking of the green energy. Now, take that same person and put them in front of all the color bottles we have. They're going to pick green bottles. Because that's just what they see in front of them. It's that filter that they'll pick the colors through. So okay. when you say, oh, are, are you got some relationship issues and your heart's hurting, they'll go, are you psychic? How did you know? No, <laughs> the color tells us. You picked it. That's how uh-huh. it diagnoses. I love it. All right. So really the color picks them and it chooses them based on where they are Always. in life. Always. Okay. Yeah. I, I it's it. very rarely prescribed. It's not necessary mm. because people are always going to pick the right bottle for the right situation. I think that's wonderful. And so then there, you said 87 bottles. Is there any significance to that number? Well, there's, there's three systems within the 87. There's a system that's numbered from number one to 36. Okay. And um, the first bottles, number one to nine, represents the planet. So astrology is also ah. included in the system. So they're planetary okay. bottles. So number one bottle is the sun. Number two bottle is the moon. So um, then you've got, and that, that really represents, that system that's number one to 36 really represents our, almost our material challenges. What is it like to be a human on the planet? You know, what, what do we need help with? Our finances, our partners, our, our, our love and money. So these bottles called love and money, partners, partnerships, um, trust, um, forgiveness. So the bottles okay. that are to do with your, you know, really, how do I live as a human being on the planet? Then there's another system called G1 to G36. The, and G stands for Gaia bottles. So these are your earth mother. These are your more spiritual bottles. So if, for example, if somebody picks a bottle that is number nine in the one to 36, that's Mars. We talk to them about Mars energy, warlike symptoms that are going to pop up and you need to be aware of them. And, you know, but it's also about passion and fire energy and getting yourself motivated and take action. If they come and pick the G9 bottle, it's a totally different story, but it still has energy of that nine Mars energy underlying there. But the G9 is called faith. 
And it says you've got to have faith in the process you've engaged with. You've got to, have, you've got to bring spiritual faith into the doings, the activities that you're currently engaged in as a human being living a material life. So the, the, the G1 to the um, G36 is just elevated to your higher consciousness level. The messages, the support um, are, are just from another level altogether. And then the last, the third system in there is a chakra set. Okay. And they are called C for chakra, C1 to C15. And they cover old and new chakra colors because one of the beautiful things that Melissa is incorporated into the color mirror system is the, the teachings that our chakra colors are changing. The colors that we absorb from the sun into our body is going through an evolution. It's going okay. through shift. Currently, right now. Right. It's been happening oh. since 1987. Okay. When we had the harmonic convergence, yeah. Yes. Okay. So what does the shift look like then? It's affecting the colors of... of everyone's chakra system then, right? Oh, yes. Well, the heart okay. is a good one to talk about, okay. um, Thomas, because the, the heart chakra is green, traditionally green. And think mm -hmm. about it, green is the color of envy and jealousy. I want what you want. You know, the green-eyed monster. Green says, um, if you don't give me what I want, I'll put on my green camouflage and I'll come in and take your land. I'll take your possessions. I'll invade you. Mm -hmm. And even in marriage ceremonies, you know, I promise to honor, love and obey you. It's almost as the marriage contract is you know, is a piece of possession. You possess that person when you're tied to them, right? So those are right. all the very old ways that humans did love and in a very conditional way as well. You know, if you do this for me, then I'll love you more. And even with our children, we, we, we say we can practice unconditional love with our children, but we don't. We say to them, you know what, if you pass that exam, I'll buy you a car. So everything is attached. You know, all, we think it's motivational, right. <laughs> but it's not. It's, it certainly, it is about saying it's, it's teaching the child that only if it behaves in a certain way will my mother love me or right. my dad love and approve of me, right? Now, mm -hmm. that green energy has been leaving our bodies and we've actually started pulling into our heart chakras um, two new rays, a lilac ray, um, and which is from the violet, violet ray, but it's very pale and intense, um, intensified light and pink. Pink, okay, right. Now, so, so this mirrors the shift in consciousness that we are currently undergoing, this need to not be at war. We want to be at peace. And Pink says, says that's the story. We know that we are brothers and sisters. We know we're supposed to love one another, not go to war. Pink yes. is the color of love. It's a color of community. It's the color of unconditional acceptance and love for ourselves and one another. And so we know, and pink is also the color of abundance, by the way. Love and money is the same frequency. So we know okay. we can be more abundant when we love our brothers and our sisters unconditionally. So Pink comes in and says, well, that's, that, that, that changes the way marriages work as well. No, <laughs> so a lot right. of people don't put that little, I will obey you and you own me in, the, in their marriage vows anymore. It's all changed. Yes. And then the lilac that comes into the heart is the spiritualization of your heart. This is where your spirit begins to be engaged in your, your, the emotions of the heart, the, the matters of the heart. So your spirit, your soul has a say in, in what you do with that energy and how you operate okay. with the communities and in, and in your family and even with yourself. So it's a much higher elevation frequency of color than the green. So that really is what humanity is going through. I love how color mirrors that story to us because we know that's what's happening. We can see it. It's really happening. Right. But the colors explain it in such a beautiful way.
I think that's a really interesting correlation of the, the colors to everything, a mirror. I think that's a very appropriate name, color mirrors. And clearly it works to help people with a wide variety of situations. So Moira, what do you most enjoy about working with color mirrors? Yeah. Teaching it. Okay. Teaching it and, and creating practitioners, creating people who hmm. can take the system and go out and do sessions and and help uh, help other people because they're doing two things. They Yes, they're going to be of service. They're going to help other people the same way I did initially when I started with Color Mirrors. But right. at the same time, they will grow too. It accelerates their spiritual path. Whereas, you know, I took eight years to really go through a deep transformation. Mm. They go through five years and the next batch will okay. go through four years. It speeds up, you know, as, as mm -hmm. more people evolve, the quicker things begin to change. So I'd love to just get people to, to become practitioners and teachers of the system. Wonderful. Now, this is something, obviously, these days that I think has to be done over Zoom or online. But is that the way you usually teach and usually practice this is in a virtual I've setting? I've resisted for the longest time. No. Always with a little excuse that, oh, you know, this energy work, you really need to be in person and it's got to be quite right. tangible. And, right. and you know what? It really was just another little shadow pattern trying to keep me small and saying you can't serve the whole world. You can just serve a small piece of community, you know, a small part of your community. So I knew that that was a shadow pattern. So, of course, with the lockdowns we've recently had, um, you know, I have to carry on working because people have said, hey, can you teach me stuff? And I'm like, well, you can't come to my house. No, no, no. Why don't you just teach me over Zoom? So I've actually launched my very first online practitioner program starting on okay. the 30th of September. And uh -huh. I'm sitting here actually today. I just had another registration and I'm overwhelmed. It's the biggest class I've ever had. Great. And I'm literally like, what happened? You know, this is the, the, and they're from all over the world. I've got students from all over the world, a real international class starting. And yes, and I'm just going to get on with the job. Wonderful. That's wonderful. And there's so much going on online. And you're right. I think there are so many people out there listening, practitioners of, of any healing modality or therapy or whatever it is that have been resisting this move to online. And now here we all are. So it's fun and to hear. I've been doing online work for a while. I mean, I had a, I had, did have a, a social media TV show that was very successful for two years. Okay. So I did do it, but I, I really thought, you know, this is the big thing. You know, the, the practitioner program is, this is a big deal. This is life-changing. When you do this program, you, you are going to start it. And by the end of it, everything changes. We've had people do this course who have had dramatic changes in their lives. You know, their partnerships dissolved, their businesses changed, their health changed. They, right. they immigrated. They, they did all the, the, the changes were, were profound. And in inner in a change and outer change. So I know that this is a biggie, and I really thought, you know, it needs to be taught in person. But I am I've, I've been experimenting with it. No, you don't, because I did one last year um, with a chap in Australia. Okay. He has done so well with the online course, the version we did one to one. He's actually started a distribution and training center in Australia, and he's flying. He's so busy that his partners now had to come and work and support him in the business. He's incredibly busy in doing so well. Wonderful. So it, it, it does work. Energy can work over, over, you know, over Zoom. 
Can you imagine if I waited until one day I visited Arizona to come say hello to you and not meet you and have this chat with you? I mean, really? You know, no, I, I cannot imagine. And think of all <laughs> the people. Podcasting. <laughs> yes, and, and we have to think of all the people worldwide that wouldn't be able to hear this conversation or any of our conversations. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. right. If, if we hadn't had Zoom. And it's, it's a beautiful thing, and it really does help keep people connected. So, Moira, how can people reach out to you and make contact with you to learn more about this training program if someone's interested? Oh, definitely. Um, they, well, I've got, a, I've got a website, moirabush.com. Okay. My name, M-O-I-R-A-B-U-S-H.com. But mm-hmm. what I really like people to do if they are, if they are followers on Facebook or um, people that engage with Facebook is to join the magenta community group I have and the magenta community that name is very specific because the color magenta is the bridge color it's it's my mission it's to bring the material and the spiritual world together the material world's red the spiritual world's violet mix the violet and red you get the color magenta so even my tv show is called the magenta show so I'm, I'm really big on this whole the theme of magenta because people feel a calling um, that they too are looking for a connection between the material and spiritual worlds. So this is a community a group that I've set up on Facebook. You can ask to join it. There I do weekly and monthly free um, educational events on around colors, support, special offers to give people personal one-to-one time with me for as little as $20. And this is really just as an introduction to the concept of color therapy and color psychology. People have never known what it is. This is how they can go about discovering it at little or no cost. And then okay. when they're there, they learn about my academy, the Moira Bush Academy, and, right. um, and studying with me further. Yeah. Oh, wonderful. All right. And this is a, a group on Facebook then, correct? The Magenta it's, it's Community? It's a group on Facebook called The Magenta Community. Yeah. All right. Wonderful. Wonderful. Well, I'm glad to hear about that uh, because I know that people will be visiting you to get more information here. I'm very interested in something that you just said when describing the Magenta Community, and that's bridging the spiritual and material worlds. I can tell that this has tremendous resonance for you. It's, it's, it's what gives, it's my sole purpose. It's, it's what I know I'm here to do in this lifetime. And, okay. you know, when I, when I wrote the book, Eight Colors of Prosperity, I was mm-hmm. talking about the law of attraction and I was talking about colors and I was talking about your material stuff that really worries you, you know, your money, your health, your love life. So how do we, how do we use spirituality to help us live a better material life? And so what I, what I, one of the things you do with, with when you work with a magenta ray as your, almost your teacher or your guide is you can approach people in the material business world and who are, are fed up with profiteering or um, companies that don't have ethics and they want, they want something more. They want to give back to the community, but they don't know how to do that. They, they're opening up, they're awakening to something more spiritual and to be more service and to leave a better legacy behind than just, I made lots of money. Then I can have that conversation with, right? Then I can also look at people that are very spiritually involved and who, who are, um, you know, floating off the ethers literally, and they, there's incredible healers, but they make no money and they broke and they, they can't afford to pay their rent. And, you know, but they have the incredible gifts. I can reach them as well. Because that's what magenta does. Magenta is going to bring the spirituality in for the people in the very red material world, but it's going to give the grounding 
um, and um, um, in, into the violet arena, the spiritual world. It brings the two together. I had such fun on my TV show, um, Tomas, because I had people who were, you know, they were just into making money. They, were, they wrote books and they were just interested in how much money they could make out of selling their books or selling their programs into their books, right? They, oh, that's all because money was the, the ultimate girl goal here, right? Sure. And then I had people on the show who were Reiki practitioners and EFT practitioners and, you know, just people that were therapists. And, but, and, and behind the scenes, when I have conversations with these people, the one common thing they all had, in, everybody had, is that they were struggling to survive mm. with their businesses. You know, whether they were looking to make money or they were looking to be of service, the common factor was they weren't grounded. They weren't, they were struggling to get systems in place that felt moral and ethical. So how do you strike that balance? You know, how do you, how do you make a difference in your community? And how, how can you do it in a way that everybody benefits financially right. and morally? Okay. And Magenta teaches us that balance, that, that central path, that middle path, as I sometimes call it, the middle path. Mm, right. Yes, the middle way. Middle so way. <laughs> the middle way. Right. I love it. Well, and you also have created some oracle cards for color mirrors. Tell us about those. Yes, that was actually in 2011. That was a culmination of that eight-year initiation that I was in. That um, I created a deck of cards for color mirrors, which just it's 44 cards, and they they are a summary of the color psychology and the color mirror system, and they include color cards, dragon cards, and angel cards, and elemental cards, okay. and they've been around for a long time. And there's a course that teaches you how to read them as well on my academy, and uh, called Reading Oracle Cards. They've been um, a fabulous little tool for people who don't know anything about color. And they just want to see is color for me. And okay. because it summarizes the whole system, because the system is, is, a, is, a, is a serious investment. It's a business investment. Sure. But if you're thinking of, hey, maybe I'm a color therapist. Maybe I've always wanted to work with color and I need a color tool. My, my suggestion to everybody is always first, just get the deck of cards, feel into the energy and the philosophy of color mirrors and see if it's for you. Okay. All right. Well, and then, so Moira, one more thing here before we wrap up. I am wondering if you have any last suggestions or perhaps some advice for people that are maybe like you said, on the fence about this. Maybe they're, they're not sure if they want to move forward and make the investment in color mirrors, but they're highly intrigued. What would you say to these folks? Oh, just jump in. Don't, don't think twice. You know, rainbows only hang around in the sky for so long and they disappear. Catch it while you see it. Right. <laughs> Enjoy it while you see it. Immerse yourself in it. You'll, I, I remember when I first met Melissa, I said to her, you know, Melissa, I can get bored very easily. And, um, and she said to me, you'll never get bored with color. And, you know, she was so right because now, 17 years later, I'm still learning new things about colors. I'm still learning new things about spiritualities. It's just, it's an incredible, incredible system of, of, of self-empowerment, enlightenment, and raising consciousness, raising self-awareness. And that is just, it's a gift that it gives you. It gives, it gives, you, it gives you a life. Literally. Yes. Uh, and it, it's literally alive. And when people think about life and vitality, color typically comes right to mind in that well, case. Think, but Thomas, think about this. What are we actually made up of? 
we're made up of light. We're, 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 we're uh, particles of light bouncing around at a certain density that gives us the sense of us being these three-dimensional solid beings. Right. We're just particles of light. Light is made exactly. up of colors. We, it, the most natural therapy, the most natural hmm. transformational tool that you can engage with is color. Next that. to that, sound. Sound, yes. sound, because sound bounces the colors into shape. That's All what right. gives us our solid shape is sound and color. Mm -hmm. Well, and this is such a fascinating form of therapy. I've learned a great deal from speaking with you here today. And thank you so much for joining me on the show. Thomas, thank you so much for giving me the space and time to share my passion with the world. I really appreciate it. Thank you. You're most welcome. This is really fascinating. And again, Moira can be found, guys, at moirabush.com, M-O-I-R-A, B-U-S-H dot com. And her Facebook community group is the Magenta Community. So check that out. Check them out on Facebook. And Moira, this has been a real pleasure. Again, thank you so much. Thank you. As this has been Moira Bush here on Decide to Transform. So go out and investigate some color therapy for you. And we will see you the next time. Everybody have a great day. Bye-bye.